Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condenser talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rob McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Brat. I'm a virtual reality YouTuber who got monetized today. Woo! So what is what does that mean for 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 those who like what is what is monetized? It means that I have met all the requirements that YouTube has made me, all the hoops they wanted me to jump through, and now there will be ads running on my video that will actually support the channel. Nice, nice. So go, oh, yeah. yeah. So he's he's the you. Well, actually, we have we have a, we'll get to her, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's he, Jay's Jay's a YouTuber for anyone that isn't familiar. So. Um, and it really is the only reason he's on the podcast. So if you want to take advantage of that, <laughs> go go to his YouTube channel. Just look up Jaybrat, J-A-Y-B-R-A-T-T. Um, we'll put a link in the description if it isn't already there. And go check him out, guys. And uh, uh, click on some ads, I guess, because now I get some money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. I'm Adam Charlton, a VR game developer who enjoys long walks on the beach and... Quiet evenings at home. <laughs> in pina coladas. Right. Getting caught in the rain. Singing in the rain, yeah. <laughs> and today, we will get... Finally, her turn. Today, we have a very special guest, Hurricane Hannah. She is a variety... This is just what the script says. I don't really know what it means, so you'll have to explain it. A variety Nintendo Twitch streamer and affiliate who also loves VR. So, welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Go ahead and blurb about yourself this is your opportunity oh, to damn. stroke your own ego oh damn uh yeah <laughs> hurricane hannah so i play a variety of games i don't solely stick to one game but typically you'll always be on the nintendo switch um i play a lot of splatoon 2 which you know everybody thinks that i thought it was a kid game at first but here i am like <laughs> 600 hours later and i still oh, play yeah. it <laughs> I mean, there's like a competitive community built. Yeah, yeah, there so. is, and uh, the competitive scene is um, it's still alive. I mean, they they haven't announced Splatoon three, um, but it's still alive. It's still a valid game. They're still doing Splatfests. There's one in August. Um, let's see. Yeah, I also play Overwatch, and I really like Stardew Valley. And don't at me, but Stardew Valley is still better than Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> No, 100% agree with you there. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, especially the new Animal Crossing with the crafting. There's some stuff that's been really bugging me. But I really like Stardew. It's been, it's, it's really relaxing. And I can't believe it took me so long to actually play it. But uh, yeah, love rhythmic games. So Just Dance is also on my list. And uh, Beat Saber is like my favorite VR game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so... Chat says that unfortunately Hannah's still too quiet. I don't know what else we can do about this. She's like turned up to full on her end. She's turned up to full on my end. So hopefully she's at least audible for you guys because we we have run out of options. Watch the of... actual podcast when it drops to hear Hannah's side of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The actual podcast guys will have her at the same level as us. So if you're if if you're missing that third, you'll just have to watch or the, that fourth of the podcast. You'll just have to watch it again. Yeah, in general, my voice is hard to hear. Uh, not only is it high pitched, it's just really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for those that are new to the podcast, we are all sitting here in VR. We're 
um, interacting as if we were really together in one room. And if you want to check this out, go to our YouTube channel, Full Dive Gaming Podcast. Um, just look it up. We, we should be findable. Um, we are also, for the first time, I don't didn't add this to the script, uh, we are streaming right now. It's on YouTube. We want to stream to Twitch as well. I need to figure that out. This is a little bit experimental right now. But we are streaming, and we intend to keep streaming. So that is also there. We run this podcast in three sections. First, a VR gaming news section. Second, we'll be talking about our experiences with some of the more recent VR game titles to come out and some oldies. Do we have any new ones this week? Uh, no, no, we don't. So some oldies, but goodies. Um, and third, we'll be having a discussion that changes week to week. This week, we will be talking about something uh give me one second <laughs> <laughs> will VR ever be as big as flat games i think thank you yeah well or no yeah do you think streaming vr will one day be as big as streaming flat games That's what it is. yes i'm looking forward to talking about that one um yeah so before we begin our gaming section we do have some q a if you want to provide us a question we have a Discord community, totally worth joining, and get your questions there there in the Q&A channel, and we will do our best to answer them on the podcast, time allowing. So let's get started. Great. Adam. Yeah, so our first question is from Nonstop Power, and he asks, what is your favorite non-VR games to play? And so personally, I don't know, if you go to our Discord, you can see me all the time in my game activity. I love War Thunder, and I play that VR and non-VR, and so it is my favorite game for both. And so favorite non-VR <laughs> game, War Thunder. <laughs> All right. What's, what's your favorite VR game that's, like, truly not VR? My favorite game that's not, that's truly not VR. I gotta say, ooh, that's a hard question. I gotta say Skyrim. I've I yeah. put a lot of hours into Skyrim, but, yeah. But Skyrim, <laughs> yeah. But I don't have VR Skyrim mode. VR. I don't have Skyrim uh, VR though. I just well, have you like gotta, straight Skyrim. Oh man, you've got to try that. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Hannah here was saying Splatoon. Do you stick to that as your favorite? Oh, oh, just throw it away. Just throw it away. It wasn't me. It wasn't it me. Gone. <laughs> I'm not breaking stuff, I swear. No, remember what I was telling you about accidentally grabbing stuff with the index controllers? Yeah, that was that was that in motion. Thank you for that great example. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably Splatoon 2 is still my favorite non-VR game to play. I just, I've really enjoyed it over the last couple of years, and I just can't put it down. Good. <laughs> um... Rip shall fix all volume issues and post. Cool. Um, I was I was seeing if uh, I I'd, I'd turned her up the maximum. Like she still had a couple digits I could turn Hannah up. So I was seeing if chat was happy about that. So let's see. Uh, my favorite VR game is, I mean, you know, like favorite games change, I guess. There's like my favorite all-time game and then there's like what to play right now. Right now it's Sea of Thieves, without a doubt. Mm. Oh man, I do like watching that. I, I watch that on on uh, Twitch a lot. <laughs> you should just play it because it's so good. We are always looking for crewmates. 
It's so good that Rip barely even plays VR at all right now because all he's doing is playing <laughs> Sea of Thieves. It's so good that Rip Man, barely edits the podcast right now. Because I he's have playing been sea working hard to make sure I get these sails but er, for the ships. <laughs> but I needed to like put in a lot of effort within this month specifically. Like I needed to reach a certain position on a leaderboard so that I'd get these sales, which I, I did. I did it as of, well, tomorrow, but I'm, I'm high enough that I don't have to worry about it. That is the coolest thing you've ever said. And I just feel so happy for you having heard that right now. <laughs> coolest <laughs> favorite, favorite non VR game. I got to say it's the only one I ever play. Not VR is still Grand Theft Auto five, but here's to hoping that Grand Theft Auto six I like I can't cross my fingers. Grand Theft Auto Six is VR because I can get back in VR and never play anything flat again. But yeah, yes, that's all I play. Uh, another question we got from Matty's, aka Matt: What's the worst VR you know, excluding cardboard and mobile phone type VR headsets? So he's asking, what's the worst VR headset that we know that we've ever tried, we ever played? Personally, mm-hmm. for me. It's it's got to be the HP original Windows Mixed Reality headset. Mm. That thing was uncomfortable. It tore your hair out. It had the tiniest field of view you've ever seen. It felt like you had binoculars on. Its only redeeming factor was the inside out tracking was really simple and it did work decently well. Uh, so you could do like 360s and you know not worry about losing tracking, not worry about base stations. But beyond that, that headset drove me crazy when I had it. Mm-hmm. Hard to argue with that. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had as much different headset experience as you have. And so, I mean, if you say that's the worst, I'm inclined to believe you. (laughs) I'm I'm really hoping Hannah's tried Labo VR, but I doubt she has. No, uh -uh. uh-uh. Negative Ghost Rider. (laughs) No, actually, the the Rift was my first experience, the original Rift, and that's, that's currently what I've got on. So, nope. No other one. So her worst experience is also her best one. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like these, you know, but we've gotten to a point now where when you pick up a VR headset, it's, I mean, they all, every one of them has like an issue. It's just like, you kind of choose which issue you want when you're picking a headset, but we are definitely at a place now where they're all pretty good. It's hard to get a headset that truly is bad. Like it used to be. Um, <laughs> except for the PlayStation VR. <clears throat> okay, actually, the PlayStation VR is pretty good. No, um, I was actually gonna say I, I think my the the headset I had the worst impression of would probably be the original Oculus Rift. Um, I never owned it, but I did get to try it at um some conventions back in the day, and it. I don't know. I, I it's it was long ago enough that I don't exactly I can't put my finger on why, but I just I think it was either the screen door effect or I wasn't happy with like the earlier version of the controllers. I don't know. I just like going like from station to station, playing the Oculus one felt like kind of the worst experience. Was the field of view really small back then? Maybe maybe that's it, what it was. It wasn't great, but it hasn't gotten that much better. <laughs> I <laughs> I think the first when I first played one, I kind of know what you mean. I had only really played a lot a lot of PlayStation VR, and not only did the field of view feel a little tiny, but my headset like pumped heat into my face from between the lenses. Like that was yeah. the only spot heat can escape that headset. <laughs> and something about that, like I don't get motion sick, but if you did, that is like nausea inducing. <laughs> it's just having your face get extremely hot. So yeah. that was. 
It is really hot. Yeah. They didn't put vents on the sides. (laughs) She she says now, like, getting into, like, two hours in the headset and ready for another hour. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, How how did I get two questions in a row? What game consistently gives you that wow effect was asked by Rumbo. I haven't played enough of it to say this is definitively it for me, but every time I play No Man's Sky, I'm always blown away again and again. When I see the planets mm. in space, when I get into my spaceship and take off, it, it's the one that again and again, I'm like, oh my gosh, the alien worlds, they look so good. It, it always gets me. Right. That is so funny that you mentioned that because my number one game is actually going to be Elite Dangerous. And uh. for the exact same reason, every time you hop in that spaceship and fly over an asteroid belt, you just look up at the beauty of space and it just is incredible every single time i mean you say uh, hop into the spaceship though you never get out of the spaceship that's my only problem with it like (laughs) hopping into the spaceship like there is a no man's sky you're always stuck in it but i do like i do think it's a pretty game i get but i do say besides the space theme that we seem to be on um half-life alex always blows me away every single time i mentioned this before but the first time i got it i thought that valve had snuck into my house and switched out my headset in the in the middle of the night because it looked way too good it it was looked way better than i ever thought a vr headset could look or like a vr game could look so yeah but what about you hannah dude half-life was gonna be mine i i I stole it i'm sorry Uh, (laughs) i stole mine too that's that was my answer (laughs) there's so many little details i find myself because i am prone to motion sickness that um i i tend to look around a lot i take a lot of pauses of movement so i don't get myself Mm -hmm. sick but um when you look around like there's even like dirt on stuff (laughs) i know it sounds weird but there's like dirt on the windows it looks grimy like they really put in a lot of work on those tiny little details to make it come to life and so i find myself when I fire it up, just staring at stuff <laughs> instead yeah. of playing the game. I know what you mean. I, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and agree with you guys here. The, the Half-Life Alex was just so beyond anything that had come out, and it's still beyond anything that has come out. It's gorgeous. Their lighting is just, yeah. like, top tier. The lighting looked good for a game, not just any, like, not just a VR game. It was a good looking game which is crazy um and that's you know they did it a lot with a lot of like sort of workarounds to get it to look good if you're familiar with baked and lighting they use that like crazy the entire game is like basically an example of how far you can go with baked and lighting mm-hmm. um but it it worked and it, it pulled off and yeah it's gorgeous all right adam you got the last one I do. So this last question is from Commander Nexon. And he says, for context, he's only ever tried the Vive. Uh, Jay Bratt mentioned in our last episode that the screen door effect is really bad on the Vive. Is it really that bad? And in our opinion, is it in enough of an improvement on other systems to be worth the upgrade? And so mm-hmm. before, before you answer this, I am someone try to remind me in case I mess up. On YouTube, I'm going to put a little example of this on the bottom, and you can see sort of a visual representation of the screen door effect. If you're on the podcast, you will now listen to Adam's explanation. (laughs) Well, you see, I'm not the best to actually explain it because I've really only ever tried the Vive. I've tried the Index one time, and it was a better experience. But as compared to other headsets, I mean, 
it's noticeable. It is noticeably better. But mm-hmm. is it worth shelling out a thousand dollars to upgrade to an index? Uh, just for the screen door effect? No. I mean the vi the index is better. Like there are headsets that are better now, but just for the screen door effect, not enough of an up, not enough of a difference to be worth a full headset upgrade, in my opinion. Right. Uh, Jay here's probably used <laughs> the most VR headsets out of out of us all. You, you got a quick opinion to throw there? The Vive out of the original three headsets that launched the Vive was, I think, the worst one as far as screen door effect goes. It reminded me of a Samsung Gear VR. Like <laughs> it's really clear because the resolution's high. Like you can clearly see things, but you can extremely clearly see the screen door effect. It is it is painfully noticeable, and it it will pull you out. Not not all the time, but if you get in like a brightly lit scene, it's just like a grid across your eyes the whole time. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, Compa- especially compared to the headsets now. It's it's getting worse and worse as every headset comes out now. So, yeah, I wouldn't make mm-hmm. it my first headset. But if you already have one, you don't need to spend for the upgrade. But if you're about to get one and you have a de- good deal on an old Vive or an OK deal on like a Rift S or a Vive Pro, don't go for the Vive because that is one thing that is going to hurt the experience. Right. I will say personally that I played the Vive when I played the PlayStation and I preferred the Vive experience because to me, I didn't mind the screen door so much as I didn't like the blurriness of a low resolution headset. So maybe your Vileage, you know, your Vileage may vary depending on what you're looking for and what works for like different people will be immersed differently and like what they're looking for changes. So there, there yeah, we always recommend you know try out a headset uh, when you can it's harder these days with coronavirus but that would be our <laughs> blanket statement um but in general yeah the vibe has some pretty pretty heavy screen door effect and uh, most of the games i played early on were kind of dark which may be why i didn't notice it as much it was um it was a uh, uh, space pirate trainer and very dark um so uh, a couple of pavlov levels um I th- those were dark as well i think and um the lab game that has you launching balls from like a catapult thing also dark so <laughs> maybe i just didn't have play a game that showed like oh wow this is a really powerful screen door effect yeah all right and with that we are able to move on from my quest yeah questions questions and into the news sponsor segment but first this week it is brought to you by our sponsor asterion does your vr headset still live in a cardboard box well we here at full die gaming we believe your headset should rest on a stand worthy of your vr device and that's why we are excited to recommend the aura universal vr stand that's right it works on any headset compatible with every vr headset the stand is minimal modern and it looks great. Like it, it really, this isn't like verbiage they gave, gave us guys. This is literally us saying this thing looks great. It's a good looking headset. It's got RGB lighting. It's got all sorts of colors and oh, it's gorgeous. It really is. <laughs> and it's, and it's small. It's not like some clunky thing that takes up a lot. It's going to be smaller than pretty much your, it's going to be smaller than your VR headset to give you some idea. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's 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 really great. And it's got a USB port on the side if you want to charge your controllers or your Quest or anything else you want to charge, your phone. Yeah, and it's fully RGB, great. so it fits right in with my RGB setup on my PC. It's really good. 
is. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. lots of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need this. And stand. um, <laughs> and if you um, if you don't care for RBG lighting, it you are able to just turn it off, and it actually doesn't even look bad when you turn it off because it's it's like this big acrylic ga- glass panel that like lights up when it's RGB, but when it's turned off, it just looks like a cool little like glass panel thing that holds your VR headset. Super cool, guys. Um, if you're on YouTube, you saw a picture of it. You're like, yeah, yeah, that does look sick. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys want to pick up your own Aura VR stand, use the code FULLDIVE, that's F-U-L-L-D-I-V-E, at AsterianProducts.com to get $5 off any order over $19.99, which will bring your Aura VR headset to $24.99, which we think is a total steal. Even at twenty nine ninety nine, it's kind of a steal. I just yeah, I just checked out a stand from Kiwi that was twenty four ninety nine, also on sale, and it is just literally pieces of plastic, just black plastic right. that's stuck yeah. together. That's <laughs> that's most of them. Yeah, yeah. It had nothing that plugged them. in, nothing that lit up. Like this is such a good deal for this this stand. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. It is gorgeous. I love oh, it. Oh, and you need to go to www.asteriumproducts.com. There is. Uh, a way to find that in the podcast notes on the YouTube description, wherever you want to look. Even the stream, I think, has it. Everywhere. All right. And now the news. Jay, starting us off. So if you've heard of this company, In Exile, the creators of the dungeon crawler A Mage's Tale, just announced their newest game. It's called Frostpoint. Not to be confused with Farpoint. Frostpoint is a PvP VE shooter coming later this year. It seems to shake up a lot of the shooter games we know so far, like Pavlov and Onward, by having some innovative elements like futuristic guns and NPC, actually they call them monsters in the trailer, that attack both teams. So that's what the VE, for those of you who don't know, and that means versus environment. There's an open beta scheduled for September with a full release coming later this year. I'm pretty excited looking at the trailer for this. So like you've got team battle, but then you've also got other things to fight on the side. I feel like some games have tried this before, and that's kind of like a leveling technique, because if one team's way too good and the other team isn't, having to also fight some side monsters can kind of help level it out. But it looks like kind of a futuristic sci-fi. You're like in space at these bases on like snowy planets or other places. And it looks pretty cool, but I don't know. What what is a rip what does a competitive shooter like yourself think of added monsters and obstacles? It it can be fun. So to me, this immediately made me think of Destiny's um, Destiny introduced not Crucible. Uh, they introduced a mode that had PvP and PvE at once. Um, it was it was what was it called? Man, I, I played Destiny I for like two years. It. I should know this by now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Destiny Gambit? 2 to be cl- yeah. Bandit, Gambit. Bandit. Yeah. Gambit. Yeah. Bandit. Gambit. There we go. Yeah. yeah the Gambit. Yeah, was... I loved the gambit. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, this reminds me of that, and I enjoy that. I, I, when you introduce a, a player versus environment element to otherwise a player versus player, it one introduces a bit of like it's not just you versus the player. There's other elements in there and it, it mixes, mixes things up and arguably provides a more dynamic element to a game battle. You don't always know how it's going to go. It also provides something to do for those that aren't crazy good at shooters. Cause that's often a big problem is people who aren't crazy good at shooters, but want to play with their friends on these games. They're, they're just there to get wrecked by the people who play constantly. This gives <laughs> <laughs> this this gives people a, a, a chance to 
do more that you know like i can tell my friend don't worry about the guys i'll handle those you kill the aliens and (laughs) and we can have fun (laughs) and then rip gets sniped and they're left on their own yeah and then they're left i I get sniped jay you underestimate (laughs) (laughs) hannah hannah you aren't you don't do a lot of the shooters because of the motion sick issues so what do you think hearing about a game like this in vr is that kind of exciting or are you just like oh it's gonna make me sick it's it's, you know i'm one of those people i'm kind of a glutton for punishment I still try it. <laughs> um, oh, you know, it's it's really an unpredictable thing. Like even just a flat game. Like I don't know if you guys ever played Slime Rancher. Nope. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I've played that before. Oh, yeah, that, that kind of makes me queasy. Actually, that one made me queasy. So it's kind of unpredictable. So I still try it regardless. This is probably one that I would still try just because I do like the versus environment. I'm one of those people. I'm not good at shooters. So I like clearing the environment and helping out that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's a very important role, okay? (laughs) Um, So it's still one I would still try. Mm -hmm. Well, Adam, did you get to see the trailer for this? Have you had the opportunity to watch it? I did watch the trailer, yeah. It looked incredible. I don't know. I'm really a fan of these PvPVE type games, and I'm really excited to see one come into VR. And for all of you, that's like, what are these guys talking about? What is PVE? What is PVP? That stands for player versus player. And PVE is player versus environment. Um, environment being aliens or... Yeah, like NPC uh, characters. NPC characters. Right. <laughs> so um, that's what we're saying. This is PVPVE. That's player versus player versus environment. Um I realized we kind of didn't address this earlier. Destiny couldn't make it here tonight. Uh, oh, that's so right. She was on the podcast. <laughs> but this game actually kind of gets me excited because I'm like, we could play this with her. We could be fighting our team and she could be knifing all the aliens and everybody would be happy. <laughs> because when we tried to play Pavla with her, all she was doing was trying to knife the other team and feeding oh, them kills goodness. and not helping us at all. So this is this this includes everybody in this game. So I'm excited. It, it really does. And I don't know if we mentioned this yet, but the player cap is impressive. 20 players for a multiplayer oh, yeah. game like this. Like that's really 10. good when you're considering, you know, Pavlov or Onward where caps added about 10 this is double the amount of players plus aliens on top of that this is going to be a really action-packed game i think and that was one of my big problems with uh, what i forget the player count on contractors but uh pavlov and onward even onward onward i love because it plays combat wise like a sim but because of the tight maps and low player count it ended up playing closer to a, a really fast uh time to kill arena game because the maps are small and everyone knows the maps that it ends up just being a rush to certain areas. And it, it's always the same. This means, you know, with 10 players versus other 10 players, this is going to be a little more chaotic. And to many, including myself, that can mean pretty darn fun. So this will be good <laughs> after, after playing some sweaty onward, I, I might be very down for some uh, more chaotic <laughs> um, <laughs> frost point. Um, so something I read on Reddit and I wasn't able to track it down. I, I saw this news piece before it was posted on here and it was on Reddit and I saved it. Um, but I couldn't find this comment. Someone mentioned that part of why they are saying this is going to be like a triple A shooter. Cause like, why, why are they pulling that word out of, out of their uh, ASSs? Um, it's 
apparently Microsoft has something to do with this. I don't know what. I could not find it. This could be totally unsubstantiated and just a rumor. But I was seeing people talking about Microsoft. They don't have anything about this on their website. I couldn't find anything on um, Upload VR's um, news piece on this. So I don't really know. I, I could not find it, but there is a rumor mill, something. Microsoft might be... I don't know if they like bought the studio at some point or have a share. I don't know. But anyway. Microsoft that, that. is investing heavily into VR, so I wouldn't be surprised. Starting right. to. Starting to. <laughs> yeah. Not on their own platforms, but um, yeah, we'll see. We had a big news piece about that uh, two podcasts ago. I forget. All right. Moving on. Presenter Rip. Oh, I thought I wasn't going to do any more news You weren't, but since we're down a person, this is now yours. That's right. <laughs> Darn it. I was so excited that I would just relax and just answer questions. Oh, is my mic still okay? Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like, I, I still, I forgot to plug in my mic so it was just like it ran till it died today i get ready for the podcast i'm like oh no <laughs> so it's actually it's actually still got its wire attached to it so i've got all sorts of cords coming out of me <laughs> terrible <laughs> and i and I accidentally pulled on it and I, was, and I was worried it it came off anyway so this week's news piece number two vrml announces their biggest prize pool of wait Price pool ever. I thought that said over and then it didn't make sense. Their biggest price pool ever for 2020 with $12,000 in prizes. So we reached out for a comment from the RML asking them, is this $12,000 per tournament? Because they, they just kind of had a picture of like $12,000 in, in, in the prize pool. They didn't say prize pools. They said prize pool. And then they had a picture of Onward, Pavlov, and Echo Arena. So is this entirety of those games? They have like $12,000 to spend on their tournaments. Is it per tournament? I wasn't really certain, but even if this is per tournament, uh, as someone who was uh, very close to participating in season nine of Onwards competition, the prize pool that for that was um, only $1,400 for Onward. <laughs> Which was not a lot, because once you divide that into a team, plus any coaches you have, that really isn't a lot for the amount of work that goes in. So even if this is split up into three sections, that's still uh, uh, math. Uh, $4,000 <laughs> per tournament, which is already a step up. So that's super cool to see. Any anything from the peanut gallery uh, well it's something that i find interesting so i did i got to play a beta oh man and now the name's escaping me it was a moba for vr and they had a ten thousand dollar price pool uh just for that one game just from the, dev, the devs i think and i think it's kind of like this way they're, they're still trying to like get people into these games get like cradle of right. sins that's what it was called and you know i was so surprised 10 grand on the line not that many people were getting in and excited to try to get this money 
Like I was actually on the verge. I played it like one time and I was on the verge of making it into the list of people that was going to get paid for having played this. <laughs> like I think it builds up oh, better geez. at the end, but it's about advertising. Now this is talking about some major games. People already play as esports and know. So I think that's pretty awesome to see that, but I'm, if it's 12 grand a game, I think that's really good and reasonable. If it's 12,000 between the three of them, I mean, cradle of sins was 10 grand for one. So I feel like, feel like for 4,000 for each of these really big games now, that's, that's not a lot, especially if that's a prize pool that's divided like part of it to the top team and then another part to the next and such and such. So it goes quick. So I think it's really cool to see money, but I don't know what it means. But even uh, the important thing though, is that it's growing. And that's what I find really interesting is that VR is growing and and especially VR esports is growing along with it. And that's the exciting thing about this news piece, in my opinion, is that there's a place for it. People are watching. It's actually increasing. So, and mm-hmm. I find that really exciting news. Right. The, um, so VRML has sort of taken up the mantle of VR, um, uh, Esports. competitive VR. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you go to like YouTube, you'll see that VRML, no offense to VRML doesn't actually have that many views per video. It's, it sticks, it tends to stick under a thousand. Um, however, there's a previous set of competitions that was run i'm pretty certain by um oh who's the big esports group um not not major league gaming um the other one they run like dota and everything um i don't follow esports very well sorry oh well those of you who are listening are like i know what you're talking underground so (laughs) yeah check the chat check the chat (laughs) yeah there's there's a big one and i'm sure those of you listening will go oh yeah rips being dumb it's this i'm googling it right now just to see if it pops up fast enough someone out there's yelling at another chat at us it's this yeah. <laughs> actually it's that's this. not a bad idea does chat know what i'm talking about no <laughs> at least they haven't caught up while he's while he's figuring and looking at that one thing i will say for someone who actually doesn't follow esports i'm more interested in them now than ever with vr becoming a thing because it's actually a bit more it can be a bit more athletic again like regular sports rather than just teamwork and tactics and and training you know some of the games are actually going to require some physical work and some actual athleticism so that i'm curious to see how that ends up going in the long run because especially if you like get them on vr treadmills and stuff too like it's going to be a whole nother side of it. i can't even imagine what it's going to look like but i might be interested mm. in checking some of that out because that's that's not just watching someone play a game that's like watching someone be a part of a sport right esl that's what it is electronic ah, sports league there we oh, go yeah um so they ran some early stuff and that of course got a lot of views because esl's just got a huge following to pull off of um so VRML has yet to get to that level. And I think they've been trying to catch up and that's sort of their problem. Um, and it's so, yeah, I agree with um, Adam here. It's super cool to see that they're finally getting what I would consider to be substantial price pools that like really are worth working for. I mean, you still get like, I don't know, not that much in terms of like if it's $12,000. Okay. You've, you've got like a couple uh, months of rent yeah it's not um, your living yet <laughs> right you can't go full-time but, with it right but in terms of part-time i would say it is worth it this is now that you know that that if they have like two seasons a year which i'm pretty certain it is that's that's like some pretty good income in your back pocket um if you're playing consistently at night or something <laughs> all right moving on what's next 
So I'll take the next news piece. So this next news piece is about Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 that's releasing in mid-August has confirmed definitively that it will have VR support this fall. And now this part, there's some rumors though. There's a couple of news stories flying around that one particular headset might get a huge head start on the VR, on the VR scene for Microsoft Flight Sim, which is the HP Reverb G2. So possibly on release of the headset, it'll support VR for that game with support for all other headsets at a later date, potentially. (laughs) And so if you are a Flight Sim fanatic and have been looking forward to a new headset, well, you have another reason to look forward to the HP Reverb G2. (laughs) Yeah, this is... So are these like the same news pieces that we sort of... Well, so here's the deal. There's three sources here. Upload VR, Polygon, and Windows Central. They all claim that it's coming to the Reverb G2. But you go to Microsoft's actual site, and it doesn't specifically say that anywhere that we could find. We really dug in to try and figure this out for you. My what what I kind of concluded after reading a lot of them, what I'm guessing this is, this is not like a timed exclusivity deal with HP. They're going to get it first. They're going to get it for six months. It's nothing like that. It seems to be that you guys know from the previous podcast, Microsoft wasn't planning on having VR support in this right away or anything. And the community was like, what are you thinking? So yeah, it still seems unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So now basically they're scrambling. It seems like to try and get this out. And so what they're going to do is try and get it out on by the time the reverb G2 launches in the fall and have it be there first. Most likely I would guess from that, that that means the whole windows mixed reality lineup will probably have it first. And then they're going to get to work as soon as that's done on getting it to other headsets. So Mm -hmm. I I believe this is a compatibility thing. I don't think this is timed exclusivity from all the reading I did, but again, there's still, there's still some uncertainty here. Right. It it might also be like, like when you buy like a, a a GTX graphics card, you know, it always comes with some game or another. It, It might be something along those lines as well. We don't know yet. All right. Uh, actually, you know what? Before I move on to the news piece, I just want to say I'm also super excited about this. When when we heard that they were going to add VR support, we really had no timeline at all. It was just sort of like them going, oh, shoot, we're sorry, guys. We didn't realize VR was as big as it is. Because we're idiots. <laughs> Microsoft. Um, and... Uh, we will get it as soon as like it's now at first they were just like all right it's on our radar then they were like that literally like last week or the week before we were saying they announced it's now like a top list item for like the soonest thing to be launched after the game itself launches is they want vr support and we were i think the community was still going like well i mean how long is it going to take is the game every like getting this in like 2021 like what how soon is this happening so I, and I imagine most of the flight sim community is pretty darn excited to see that it's coming out this soon. Like they, they, they're suspecting September. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty quick. To me. Right. Yeah. All right. Now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a nice big question mark next to the presenter. <laughs> oh man! This I'll is, let you take this one, Jay. And it has a, really, a full like half page. For I know the this is a really technical one too. Okay, so patents. You all know patents are so exciting to talk about. Valve. This one's important though. Yes, they put in a new patent application filed by Valve last year, but published today details a wireless VR system. Now, yes, at least, yes, I know. Like <laughs> the thing we've all been waiting on. I've been waiting. waiting. For, 
<laughs> is that is that is that what you're waiting for to upgrade from the CV one? Yeah, actually, it has been something I've been waiting for to upgrade. Is I want wireless. I want to be able to move around without fighting with my damn cord. You know, yeah. like it, it, it kind of breaks the immersion a little bit when you end up catching yourself on a cord. And I don't know how many times I've knocked over my drinks. Don't get uh, mad at me. <laughs> But, Sounds like you should get a VR pulley system. It, it definitely, I mean, it's not perfect. It's not wireless, but it, it really alleviates a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not very good at the installing step, but I was just like, I'm oh, so it's tired so of this. I just want, <laughs> I just want wireless. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's coming. I'm going to read this word for word. You guys take it out. You will. This is in at least some implementations, a wireless data transport system is provided that includes an electrically steerable. Oh, one second, antenna? Jay. One second, Jay. This is from uh, this is from upload VR. Yeah, this, That's is, this is a direct quote. Upload VR it includes an electrically steerable antenna, such as phased, such as a phased array antenna that is <laughs> operative to selectively steer its beam based on electric control input. Rip, thank you for giving me this one to do. The patent application's description reads, the wireless data transport system may include a tracking subsystem that is operative to track a mobile wireless device. Basically, I'm going to cut Jay off here. I just need to stop. This is too I'm much. I'm going to spare him. This I'm going to spare him. Basically, yeah. Here's the TLDR. The TLDR is that they and they're hoping to have basically kind of like how oculus the the way they make their their system so fluid is they have a it's not just purely the tracking they do for the controllers they have a very smart algorithm that basically guesses where your hands and where your headset is going to be based off your current acceleration um that's basically what they're saying here is that because it's so hard to get over like it, the technology only goes so far in terms of the 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 data speed of wireless. So what they're doing is trying to introduce an algorith algorithmic program within the headset that goes, all right, I'm moving this way this fast. So unless this guy's hitting a wall, he should be here um, in this amount of like in like 0.4 milliseconds or whatever, which is just enough to get over the latency. That's basically what they're hoping. And for those of you who ever punched your wall or smacked your face in the wall, if you had not and wondered, why did I keep moving even though I hit the wall? That was the computer's fault. It thought you were going to keep moving. It didn't know you were being dumb. So <laughs> the computer tried to know better than you. And it's not right. only a prediction on the headset side of things. It's also a prediction on the data sending. So I don't know if right. you know too much about, I don't know, say like your cell phone data, but like, you know, your 1G is just like giant radio tower sends data everywhere. And then you get like your 3Gs and 4Gs and it's more like a shotgun where it actually has to funnel in the data in a pretty more or less narrow area. And like your 5Gs is like a sniper rifle. And that's what this is doing. There's so much data that has to move from your, uh, from your computer to the headset that it has to selectively sniper aim at specifically your headset. So it tries to predict where you're going to move your headset to, you know, sniper that data right mm. at your headset. That was Which a great cool. explanation. That was a this really is why we good keep the developer on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is pretty cool, guys. Obviously, uh, my favorite headset is. Um, I haven't even tried it, but I've just like the, the reviews for the Vive have always been glowing, and I cannot wait to get my hands on one. But now I'm wondering, should I like cancel my order and just like index. wait for this he said vibe but he meant index oh sorry index right <laughs> i'm i'm wondering like do i cancel my index because it's gonna take months to like get here anyway 
should I just cancel that and wait for the, this technology to pull through? Because obviously I would prefer a Valve Index <laughs> that is wireless. Like, But in yeah. my preferred opinion, like this is a patent. Patents are when someone has right. the idea and they're like, hey, let's scribble this down and so that no one else steals it. This is a, <laughs> like this could be a year down the line. I, I would predict that this is a year at the soonest, but probably yeah, two so? to three years down the line. So I don't know. If you're looking to upgrade, I would still probably upgrade. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll take your advice, Adam. Wait, All right. Our dreams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to end the news section because we're already at 45 minutes and we still need to get through the games and the discussion section. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to be relatively quick. So before we top talk games we have this week's sponsor again it's asterion you guys saw this coming but these guys are awesome we're 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 plenty happy to talk about them twice in one podcast so the vr or sorry not the vr the aura headset this is the product that asterion well they sell more products but this is the one we're excited about it's a universal vr stand and it is amazing not that's not like what they told us to say that's it's really just an amazing VR stand. It's <laughs> super sleek. It's modern. It looks good. Um, it doesn't take up a lot of space. It, it literally takes up less space than your VR headset. Um, and it's got RGB lighting if you want it. And it's got a USB port. What's not to love? <laughs> so if you want to get your um, Aura VR heads, bleh, headset, or any other of Asterion's products, head on over to www.asterionproducts.com. Uh, show notes and YouTube description, it's everywhere if you want to, if you're not certain how to spell that. So check that out and plug in the code FULLDIVE, F U L L D I V E, to get $5 off any order, $19.99 or over. All right, now we can talk games. <laughs> you look like you're about to look like you were ready <laughs> i'm so ready well I, actually this was adam's game so maybe i should let him kind of get into it. i'm just so excited because i love this game adam what did you play what did you so play i had a lot of free time with my family over this weekend and so we pulled out one of our favorite vr games to play together which is keep talking and nobody explodes <laughs> so this is a really old game um i would say it's around the early days of vr But it is a, so one person's in the VR headset and one person is outside reading a bomb defusal guide. So the person in the VR headset has to disarm a bomb while listening to instructions from your buddy who only has the manual. So the VR headset guy, of course, the bomb diffuser can't see the manual. So you see all these switches and wires and buttons and you have no idea what to do with them. And the the bomb expert is reading the manual frantically, trying to listen to your terrible explanations of what the bomb looks like so he can tell you, you know, what wires to cut. (laughs) And it is an incredible gaming experience. And I I, I love playing it with my family. I got to say, I think... Have you seen some footage of this, Hannah? It's all over no, the place. No, so I'm, I'm sitting here losing... I'm so mind-blown right now. This is totally a game that I would play in just hilariously fail at it because when I tell <laughs> even just car directions, I tell somebody to turn right and I really meant left. So <laughs> I would definitely a recipe for disaster. Sounds like a lot of fun. 
Well, what's funny about this too, it's not just VR. It's great in VR. I think it's the best way, but you can also play this on PC. So like you go on YouTube, you can search some big YouTubers playing each other. We should take one moment though, I think, Adam, and admire the fact that your family loves each other if they can play this game <laughs> together and actually is a good family. Nat and I bring couples over to play this game and we call this the divorce game because you get to see which <laughs> couples can actually communicate and do well together and which couples just fall apart or get really mad at each other. We had one couple over and it was really funny when the guy was inside doing the bomb and she was doing the manual. Amazing. They did perfect. They got done. No time. They switched. Everything fell apart. <laughs> they didn't defuse the bomb. It blew up in their face and he got really frustrated. And it was like, <laughs> wow, not only could some couples not communicate, they can only communicate one direction. It's, it's really interesting to just put people in and watch them play this game. Uh, it's really fun. It's been around. I played it on Gear VR in the first place, but then we got it on PlayStation VR, which is actually a great way to play it because the TV can either be the bomb defusal manual or it can be a view of the bomb. So you can just have the the person with the manual face away from it, and then everyone else in the room can see the bomb, but they're not allowed to say they get to just watch and see them struggle. It's fun mm -hmm. socially. It's fun with people, and it's fun to just put people in it and see how they react together. So absolute top recommendation on this game if you have anyone to play it with. Absolutely. But if you value your marriage, don't play it with your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to test your marriage, if you want to know, if you're if you're if you're dating someone right now and you're thinking, I kind of want to propose to this person, get this game and play it with them and find out if when the times get hard, <laughs> if you two are gonna pull together or if you're gonna fall apart. And marriage counsels <laughs> the game. I'm sure that these people were not expecting uh, reviewers to talk about the game in this particular fashion. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should have. It's great. That's, that's good. <laughs> this is um, this is a game that I've been wanting to play, but I've 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 been kind of waiting till quarantine to open back up before picking this up because that's when I really want to play. This is when I can have my friends over, and really like I mean I've, I have my brothers here right now, so maybe I should do it with my brothers. But I feel like it'd be a lot of fun to like have all the guys over and try out this game for the first time. So I'm still going to hold off on playing this one. I know that a lot of people love this. It's been out a while. And you know what? It'll still be around later when people can leave their houses. I highly <laughs> recommend print the bomb manual out from their website. Yes. Print it yeah. out. Put it in a three ring binder. Having it on a computer screen That's or on your a TV lot of screen paper. is one thing. It, it's like 30 pages maybe. It's not that but long. Would it would it work to have it like on like a like a tablet? I could I do mean, that. It could. Yeah. It, it feels a lot better to have it physical. Yeah. Because what you got to do it. is there's a couple like charts and graphs, and you're trying to like trace it with your finger, and it helps just to have okay, it physically like, in front of you. I don't have a printer, so I'd have to like go to FedEx to make this happen. Is worth it that it. worth it? <laughs> worth okay. It. All right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> and now the audience knows. Doesn't have a printer. <laughs> all right um i don't want adam to introduce two games so i'm, I'm introduced this one even though adam's the one who was finally played it so we find and I, I i'm gonna get jay to play this game we finally played stormland which is one of my favorite vr games and it's it's one of the first vr games i played well that's not quite true it's one of the first vr games i played on the rift s and it's stood the test of time for me adam what did you think of it it He's was a... absolutely incredible. I it it was absolutely incredible. So for mm -hmm. those of you that don't know, Stormland is a giant open world game. And by open world, I mean seriously open world. You can climb anything, you can go just about anywhere. 
it is one of the cooler VR experiences that I've had in the last year, if not of mm. all time. <laughs> right. So the premise of the game, and this is what made me sort of not try it for such a long time. The premise of the game is that you are a robotic gardener. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you are a robotic gardener whose planet, whose garden gets attacked by like these alien robots and you have to fight them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but seriously, guys, it is one of the coolest games I've ever played. Absolutely. That, the, this game that sounds oh weird. go ahead Jay. <laughs> that, i just when you said that i was like what i because from the trailers and so i see i never got that impression but i'm not gonna knock it for that because i mean i love plants versus zombies and if you tried to explain <laughs> that to someone it'd be like what so yeah, i'm excited the, to try it but yeah no the like Gardner if you just, just pull like up in wikipedia which of course is the first thing i did it's like wikipedia oh hey stormland you're a robotic gardener okay yep okay i'm done <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it'd be more apt to call you a robotic soldier because you very quickly go from gardener. I mean, you don't do any gardening. It's just <laughs> your character was a gardener. You start the game and you're already like, like thrown into combat. Like you yeah. don't do any gardening. It's like game. John it's... Wick, but instead of the puppy, it's a garden. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense. That's so yeah. apt, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, you guys will have to play the game to see why, but that's kind of legitimately what happens. <laughs> like, my garden, you will all die. <laughs> yeah, um, this game's super fun, guys. Um, uh, I wanted uh, Jay and Adam to play this after talking about Iron Man VR last, uh, last podcast, because Iron Man VR really reminded me of this, because stormland to me was the best example of you don't need it to be overly realistic and you don't need to like make things like real life to have a vr game be fun like yes immersion is important but you can be immersed without having to do everything you have to do in real life you can move ridiculously fast you can fly around you can fling yourself you can climb up any mountain it's crazy um and you've got like super easy accessible guns and equipment and it's so fun (laughs) (laughs) i just you guys uh i just realized jay is picking up our audio again on his microphone because his avatar is talking when i am talking (laughs) (laughs) how that would be possible but i guess we'll just have to move on we'll just roll with the punches yeah roll with the punches all right so, um, have you seen footage of this, Jay and or Hannah? Yeah, I've seen footage, but um, I I also did not pick up on Robot Gardener. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I just never picked up on it. I think it's probably just because I I love watching people play games. I'm kind of one of those people. I'm I'm exactly what you think of when you think of somebody who watches Twitch. I just really enjoy watching people play. Um, but yeah, 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 I've seen it and it looks pretty cool. I, I have a hard time with open anything. Um, I get <laughs> squirreled very easily. I'm like, oh, look at this. Then I'm like, I have no idea what I was actually supposed to do. <laughs> and that's a fair point. This is a very big game. And it's also for someone who maybe gets motion sick, it would could possibly oh, be a yeah. terrifying experience because you go blazingly fast across all terrain you're basically flying at some points and surfing it is it is quite a motion intensive game right i'd like to think it handles it pretty well though i 
not once felt like I was getting motion sick. I don't know about you, Adam, but I, I felt like I was feeling pretty good the entire gameplay. Oh, yeah, it felt pretty smooth. Yeah. But it, I do got to say, well. so I'm on the Vive, and so I had to get a special program to play it called the Revive in order to play because mm. it, it is an Oculus exclusive game. Um, right. And there's maybe just a touch of latency on the Revive program. Mm-hmm. And so, but all in all, it was a fantastic experience. I'm, you're, if you're on the Discord, you're probably going to be seeing me play the, a lot this week because it was truly incredible experience. <laughs> I was super bummed when I, uh, there's this technically like sort of an end game. Um, but I think the developers have more or less moved on from this game at this point. So there's there's replayable content at the end but it's it's like automated sort of content you know it's not like it's not like scripted content by any means which means it 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 can definitely get dull once you reach end game content but that's okay because the campaign was good enough and lots of fun and the can't the the combat is just i I mean i'm i'm not gonna get started again (laughs) (laughs) before we move on one thing you didn't cover i know you told adam you have to play some single player before it's multiplayer so what's what's the format Mm. there so you need to you need to start the game and sort of get through the introduction. It's kind of like a lot of MMOs where you can't just like hop in and immediately invite someone. You have to like get through the beginning like you have to see your village get slaughtered by the goblins and then go to the main town to ask for backup and only once you get to the main town do you finally get the little thing that's like, "Oh, you can invite friends." And then you can invite friends. And then the rest of the game is playable multiplayer. Exactly. Okay. So same sort of thing, and maybe not all of you play MMOs, but that's it. So yeah, you just have to get through. Um, I mean, it felt like Adam breezed through whatever single player content there was because I told him about it. He's like, oh, "Okay, I'll get through it," and then like, I don't know, thirty minutes later, he was like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, it was somewhere between thirty minutes and an hour before you got you. So one of the cool things is because you're the robot gardener. When you get upgrades, you actually just like grab them and put them on yourself. So you had to like grab a specific, you know, like multiplayer headset and put it on and then you could get multiplayer. And that came in mm. in about 45 minutes in the game. Yeah, mm. I like that. I'm sold. I also, I also want to touch on, I, I, it has my favorite UI for a VR game. I was telling Adam about this when we were playing it. It's got like a completely effortless UI that's like, nearly fun to use which is like so rare in vr um where like everything floats and you can like press buttons and ah, i don't i don't know how to accurately describe this short of you guys playing it adam (laughs) knows what i'm talking about now but it's it's got a really sweet ui so if you're a developer like adam here and you're thinking how in the world do i make a menu in a vr game go play some stormland it'll give you some ideas Adam still needs to not Adam. Jane still needs to play this game. Yes. And I will I will. What else did what else did you play, Rev? I also played a giant problem. That is the name of the game, not literally playing a problem. Um so a giant problem was a uh so full disclosure, we did get a key for this game. It is uh still in beta. If you want to pick this up, it's on early access on Steam for like ten dollars. And I got to play it for free and here's what i <laughs> I, uh, I want to be real nice to these guys because you know they sent out this key and they were really nice but their game needs some work i'm not, I'm not gonna lie the, the game needs some work so but i'll start with the pros uh 
So the game looks pretty decent. It also is something that I like. I, I would like to see in VR done well, which is a tower. It's not really like tower defense where you place literal towers. It's you are the tower. You get to act as a giant and you get to like sweep up goblins and grab them and throw them and use like pick up abilities like spell stuff and cast those. You can pick up giant boulders that were basically hills and toss them at your enemies. Like sounds pretty cool, right? Um, that said, they definitely it, it 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 feels like an early access game. There's there's definitely some problems. My the first one that was like pretty immediately relevant was I felt like the world I don't know it needed to be smaller or like everything needed to be scaled down because I felt like I was running around my play space trying to catch up with these darn goblins <laughs> to stop them. And but you isn't can that a part of the point though? Isn't isn't it supposed to be a little bit hard? It is a tower defense game after Except all. Except I could just... just started the game. <laughs> <laughs> these buggers move fast and I don't mind moving fast, but I'd prefer not to constantly be dealing with finicky teleporting to move my guy so that I can hit things. Also the entire game was not physics based, like in the slightest, it was, it was more like, um, think of like when you pick up an enemy, it's sort of like is a, a, a toggle grab. So you, like you've toggled the grab and now that person's in your hand and then whenever you throw something whether it's a spell or a boulder it doesn't like naturally knock people over it's more like it lands there's a big explosion effect and within a certain area people fall over and i i gotta say i know physics is like really hard to get right in these games but um the developers whose uh name i forget off the top of my head you know i can find that real easy it's right here um do to do to do a giant problem. maybe not maybe <laughs> not maybe i won't find it immediately oh wait, no here it is here it is um the developers are critical charm which is a cool name so critical charm add some physics to this game i know it's going to be a lot of work but that's when you can have some fun when you can like roll some borders and really throw your enemies and see them topple each other over that's when i'm going to be really enjoying myself so add some of that. The the game, you know, it it's got some good legs, but it and it still needs a torso and arms and a head. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's beta, so they have time, right? Right, they have time. <laughs> Hannah, you said earlier you you mentioned a game Beat Saber, and I mean I, we all know it, but tell us what makes you love Beat Saber. Uh, it's a rhythm game. You know, I I'm one of these people who have always loved rhythm games. I played. A lot of Dance Dance Revolution. Um, and obviously, as some of you guys know, there's no pads left anymore. Um, there's no games that have just, like, the actual pad for DDR anymore. You have Just Dance, but it's not the same. Um, mm -hmm. So it kind of scratches that itch for me. You know, the blocks with the arrows in a certain direction, and it's rhythmic. Um, so for me, that is just, it's super fun. It's really challenging. Um, and the community is really, really cool. So, um, I've, I've just really, really enjoyed it the whole time I've played it. I presume you download like custom maps and all that, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, <of> <laughs> just, I mean, just making there, sure. Is there another way to play it? I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a lot of the, the custom games downloaded 
Um, a lot of times they get a little buggy, so sometimes those plugins don't, they just don't work. So then you got to fix them. So that's the only downside to that is that there's always a lot of adjusting you have to do before you can really play. But yes, I love the downloadable custom maps. And um, sometimes you even run into people who are mappers that are willing to map a song for you just for you because you might like a different style of a map like some people like myself i like a dancing map that feels very intuitive whereas other people just they just want to go ham (laughs) 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 and uh so it's it's really really fun and people are really open but i i do like the custom maps for sure I don't think I don't think we could have a whole podcast about Beat Saber and cover all that's awesome about it. it right. It oh, is so good. It is a great, amazing game. Anyone can pick it up. My dad got a quest now and is playing this to get exercise, have fun and be healthy. Like and my dad, he's like, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't say his age, but I think he's he's coming up on being a senior citizen. Technically, <laughs> he'd, be so mad, he'd be so mad if he knew I said that. But and he's playing on a quest. He's playing Beat Saber. Anyone can play this game. Anyone can love it. Anyone can get some exercise doing it. It's just if you haven't played it yet, if you have VR and you haven't played it yet, what what are you doing? Like, how is that even possible? Right. Yeah, this game's this game's the VR classic at this point. Like, if you pick up a VR headset, you pick up Beat Saber. Just, I don't care how like not into Dance Dance Revolution you were. This is like I never really cared. Sorry, Hannah, I, I never really cared. It <laughs> wasn't really my thing. Beat Saber, it, it's my thing, and it's everyone's thing. It's if you have VR, it'll be your thing. Don't worry, just pick it up. It's totally worth whatever the price is at the time. Absolutely. It's so fun. It should and, just come pre-installed on VR headsets. Though. It really should. <laughs> it really should. I mean, even if you don't download the extras, it's still got really great content and songs that are really fun to play. Absolutely. Yeah. You. I mean, if you're like on a quest and you're worried about like not being able to download community content, don't worry. There's a lot of main game, main songs, and they will get plenty hard, and it'll take you forever to get good enough to beat those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I I play regularly custom community songs on like the hardest difficulty, and still the Beat Saber custom or the the Beat Saber songs on the hardest difficulty still totally like ruin me. So yeah, there lots of lots of replayability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game's fun. Would recommend. All right. And with that, we will now move on to our last section of the podcast, <clears throat> the discussion section. If you want to have your question or discussion topic or whatever, I mean, typically either we come up with one or we pull one of the questions and are like, we want to talk about this more. Let's let's answer it on the discussion section. So join the Discord community. We've got a permanent Discord link. It's in the description literally everywhere. Go check it out, guys. All right. With that said... This week, we are discussing, do you think streaming VR will one day be as big as streaming flat games? Was this something someone asked, or was this, um, uh, I'm asking you guys, was this something someone asked, or was this? Um, uh, I, I kind of formulated this one, curious gotcha. as I was about it, but also because of our awesome guest here, I thought this would be a perfect right. thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, our resident streamer. I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think about? Well, do you think streaming VR will ever catch up to flat games? Well, I don't know if I would necessarily say catch up 
it depends on what specifically you're talking about because there are multiple aspects of streaming in general like there's just so much especially in twitch right now especially with mixer going away and more people coming back into um twitch the platform has just a plethora of stuff i mean it's not just gaming anymore um, right. there's a lot of people who do obviously like just chatting or cooking streams or art etc but as far as gaming goes i ah, as much as i want to be like yes it will dominate <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if it will just because the price point is not necessarily a friendly price point not only do you have to buy the headset you'd also have to buy everything to go along with it like a computer that actually runs the vr headset itself so because of that, I don't think it'll necessarily catch up, but I have seen it pick up a lot of steam in general. Um, even with Beat Saber, there's been a lot more streamers. I started watching Beat Saber streams probably, I would say about three years ago, two to three years ago now, and uh, there are a lot more options. <laughs> <laughs> so um there's just a lot more people just picking it up and playing it and as much as i'd like to say they'll they'll definitely dominate i think the price point is probably going to be something that holds it back until something comes out that's cheaper that works but do you think that high price point might actually cause people to pay more attention to streaming as because that high price point means that a lot of people can't play these awesome vr games maybe like half-life alex on their own so maybe they might turn to streaming do you think that could be a contributing factor though yeah yeah i definitely think so i watched beat saber for a long time because i didn't have the game and i didn't even have vr when i started watching it um i just really liked it <laughs> <laughs> right. but yeah you definitely have a point there that some people like even myself would probably watch it anyway just because the high price point but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i never thought of mm -hmm. it that way that's a good point it's really, and I mean, people can play, you know, with the quest having Beat Saber and it being pretty darn good. We're finally, finally starting to see a lot. I mean, the quest is literally out save selling every other headset combined. The quest is selling <laughs> like crazy. So, and that's four hundred dollars. That's 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 a console. That's a video game console, except it's VR now, and you don't need a PC. <laughs> right. So now that, and since the big selling game on that is beat saber i imagine that's contributing to why beat saber is growing so much um in terms of streaming and youtube you know what you said there hannah i find that so intriguing because like for me i i predominantly make videos i barely live stream but like i always think of it from the context of like me as a content consumer what do I think of this question? Where when it's asked to you, you are more like, okay, the price point is what's going to get in the way for the streamer. But what about mm. the stream e? Like, do you think that your audience would react as well to you playing games if they can't see your eyes because they're in a headset? Like, what do you think about that side? Because that's what I always figure is the barrier here. Um, you know, I I have done some streaming of VR, and I, I don't know. I've never really thought about that. That kind of blows my mind that I've never thought about that fact. Um, I think it's mainly because I I tend to just really enjoy community that I don't really care if I even have a camera on or not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I've never thought about that. I'll have to give that a good thought. Those are so definitely going to be some shower thoughts later. 
Well, because that's what I always <laughs> I always wondered that because like I was always attracted to channels, not just streaming, but YouTube channels in general, where there was face cam because I wanted to see their reactions to what they saw. I wanted to be in the moment kind of with them where these other channels where it's just first person view of gaming. I know a lot of people follow those, but I just don't I can't get into them. I can't see yeah. the person. I can't. I don't feel like it's there. I just feel like I'm just watching gameplay and it could be anyone playing it. So that's where I wonder if it's the, is that going to be a barrier to an audience when like Beat Saber is one thing because they're watching your style. They're watching you move and play it. That's fun. But when it comes to like games with commentary where you're talking at a camera, when you have a headset over your face, it's not necessarily the same appeal, like the feeling like you actually have a relationship with this person that you chat with and stuff. So I think that's a yeah. Bit. That's that's interesting. Yeah, I never really thought about that part. I mean, you still like depending on whether they have an avatar or not. Obviously, some people choose that, um, but most of the time you can see the person's body. So if they are playing like a scary game like Resident Evil in VR, you're gonna see their whole body react. <laughs> and that to me is kind of funny seeing somebody jump like, for a lack of a better word, like a little girl. <laughs> 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 and that kind of gives me a, a good little chuckle but i think it's just a different entertainment value mm. Mm. you know what they need they need a vr headset that's like a bicycle helmet with a camera on the inside for streamers so you get uh, like the iron man look you know well uh, yeah, i saw i saw a solution for this on reddit <laughs> you know those skins you can get for your vr headset Someone got one of their face, and it was the creepiest <laughs> looking thing I've ever seen. Oh, that's a VR weird. Headset. It was so frightening looking, I've seeing seen, their eyes. Yeah, I've seen like the little anime eyes that people will stick on there, but my favorite yeah. one was just those plastic googly eyeballs that move yep. around. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I was that very was close to favorite. doing that myself. Um, so if you watch a lot of people who play like Beat Saber or really most of these like big VR streamers, typically they have, um, they, they, they do that like avatar thing. So the, I'd say most of the popular ones, they kind of do this overlay where you have two options. One, you can literally show your, you can like play in front of a green screen, which means people can see your whole body when you just key out the green and then it's just your body over the gameplay footage. Um, there's also some really cool software that allows you to have a third person camera. So, you know, it can be kind of nausea inducing to watch someone, even on a flat screen to watch someone play what, from their own perspective can be kind of rough. So typically the big streamers will have a third person camera. It's watching their body, I guess. And sometimes it's just an overlay Sometimes it's like they overlay a avatar on top of their body. That's pretty popular. Usually it's anime girls. (laughs) 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 Or it's a guy that's also still going as an anime girl. Um, That's probably most of them. (laughs) That's probably most of them. So that's what the evidence suggests. (laughs) I don't understand it, but you know what? You do you. Um. So that's that's currently where we're at. If I if I had to guess, like I, I I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of Josh Dubs. Who Josh Dubs is the big VR YouTuber, right? Am I thinking of the right guy? Is it Josh Dubs? Josh Dub is he's like a comedic comedic channel that uses VR. Yes, if you're talking right, about Beat right. Saber, totally different. But yeah, right, totally it's, different, right? But I imagine like he is an example of you of a vr 
video series breaking into mainstream. That is a channel that's extremely popular because it's not it's 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 funny because it's funny, not because it's in VR. You know, it's not just like once the novelty of VR wears off, you still have to have good content. So I think once we see an example of someone like Josh Dubs, but in the streaming community, I imagine that someone will take off. That's what happens. Someone people attach to a personality that people really like and gets popular. Well, I think that'll happen. That's the tough thing here. So like Josh Dub and his whole crew, Molly, the narrator, all of them. It's it's really it's a comedy channel that uses right. VR for it. But I fully believe if VR didn't exist, they would be in Fortnite or Counter Strike Go. They're funny dudes, and they would have a huge channel no matter what. I don't know that that can be replicated in streaming because like Josh Dub stuff is like scripted. They do funny things. Right, they do that is true. Where in streaming, could that naturally occur with, with people just playing together? Maybe. But I do think streaming is going to have a much harder time breaking into like a 5 million subscriber channel because you can't necessarily script a comedy in a stream. Like it's it's going to have to be some sort of organic, natural thing that people want to watch. And I'm, I think that's, that's one of the reasons maybe there's not games that are really enabling that yet in VR to see that kind of huge growth in the streaming community. I want to see it. I'd love to see that happen. I just don't know what, like personally for me, if I try to ask what would I watch people stream, that would be great. And that many people, I, I don't know. When I watch Josh Dub, it's because I want to laugh. It's not because I want to go see VR. So what what do you think, Adam? I know you, you're big fans of theirs too. Do you think there's a streaming thing that could like break into that somehow? You know, I'm really not sure. I definitely think it's a hard thing to try and do. So much of streaming is trying to get at least for when I watch streaming, it's to try and get feel that connection with the person playing the games more so than like YouTube videos. But you know, the one thing that does give me a lot of hope for for streaming is actually interaction that Rip and I had the other day playing Stormland. We were playing Stormland, we were just chatting with each other. He was trying to interrupt me, you know, in the middle of working at this workbench. He tried to talk to me and I sort of held up my hand as like, hey, just give me one minute. And it was just such a human, natural thing to do that it was a really awesome experience. And so right. things like, I, like I that. took note of it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of amazed when that happened. I just I see Adam go like one second. And I just kind of like looked at it and went, wow, we wouldn't get that on a flat screen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and There's... it's things like that in VR where I just feel like. The medium is there. We just need to find maybe the right program to hit that medium where it can really connect people. And I feel like once we hit that, it's really going to take off. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. We we definitely, I imagine once some, there's some good tech that really can like recognize someone's facial expression. I mean, there's some pretty amazing stuff that can do that for not too large a budget it's it's kind of so-so and usually it requires a lot of rendering it's not quite like real-time stuff um which might be a little like voodoo talk for those that aren't familiar with what i'm saying (laughs) um (laughs) but basically we're we're nearly there in tech if not already there it's just not been developed to have good facial recognition technology that recognizes what's going on behind the the vr lens um, and if it can transmit that to the avatar someone's representing themselves as, I, I think I think we'll be getting a lot of what Jay wants, which is that like that true reaction that you know people look for so much in the human face, and that's the big issue. Is even with hand movements and all these things, even here in this podcast, like we add a lot by adding 
this YouTube channel, according to people that watch this. So, you know, I'm not just <laughs> saying that. Um, <laughs> but it, it, obviously, we would love to be able to capture our faces because that's that's what humans really look for. That's that's that that is what makes humanity so special is our face and how much we can capture there. And you know, while you've been chatting, I actually whoop hit my mic there. <laughs> <laughs> while we've been chatting, I actually came up with I, I had an idea. I I'm not sure if streaming VR is going to take off with how streaming is right now, but I do see a market for sort of streaming 2.0. I see where you're going. For I see streaming where you're going. 2.0, where you put on your VR headset and watch someone else doing there. And that added immersion of you being in VR and watching them play their games in VR, maybe in a 3D environment, seeing them move around. That's where I think these types of things can really take off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mixed cast. Is that the uh, name of it? That would be so cool. That's the right? software. <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. That's right? the software exactly. where people can, people can be in the game with you and watch you play super hot. And they're in their VR headset, able to look around and see what's happening. Oh my gosh, that cast. game Do is they have epic. A, does that work for Beat Saber? I haven't played around with it yet. I know I saw a video on it and they were playing super hunting. It was supposed to work with a lot of games, but it, it looked a little more complex than live, which is what I predominantly use. So I haven't torn it up and went for it yet, but I think it's called Mixcast, and it, it promises to do that. Like you're supposed to have up to three or four people in the game with you watching you play the game from the inside in VR. So that, and you see that, that sounds like the future of VR streaming. Maybe not the way that we think of streaming right now on Twitch, but being in a game with another person watching them play, that's what I think the future of VR streaming is. That'd be really cool. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. I yeah. picture like it like the the person who is streaming doesn't see everyone, but everyone else is like is sort of with all the other audience members. So everyone totally. like collectively <laughs> makes fun of the person or something. I don't know. Yeah, like you're in the Coliseum and everyone else yeah, is just yeah. watching you. Exactly. <laughs> they, could they, be could be, they could be the audience in Gorn that's around you while you're right, there right. fighting. You see, how cool would that be, though? That would be incredible for streaming. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that that is that, that brings out what the real problem is. It's that on a flat screen, you can never show what VR truly is. So when you're playing in VR, it just isn't going to fully encompass what it's like for an audience to watch it. If they're there with you, it would be the full experience together and that would totally change it. So I think right. that's, I think that's a good place to, to kind of end that. But before we do Hannah, tell, tell everybody what, where can they find you? People are yes. going to love you. Where can they go find you and hang out with you? Yeah. We want you to become that crazy VR streamer that the, we were talking the crazy about. Crazy VR streamer. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash hurricane hannah spelled just like the hurricane we've got going on I, just so you know trending for the last few days i'm a big deal <laughs> um but yeah that's typically where i am um i do a lot of interaction with chat i do have a discord of my own um so if you ever hop into twitch you're like okay i can get past the squeaky voice I kind of <laughs> like her personality. Um, you can always join our Discord. And we have community nights, and it's it's a real good time. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's Hurricane Hannah with H-A-N-N-A. That's it. No last that's H. It. That threw me off when I kept, when these guys were like, hey, guys, we're going to, you know, Jay was like, you know, I, if I can get this Hurricane Hannah person on. I'm like, cool. And I look them up. I'm like, I'm not getting anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No H at the end. Uh, my parents were like, it's superfluous. You don't need it. And so they got rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Make sure well, you Hannah, for, don't forget that. Hannah, it has been a joy having you on the show with us today. Thank yeah. you so much for coming. Thanks, Absolutely. guys. It's been so much fun. And before we go, just a quick reminder for our audience, we also have our Discord community. Join all the Discord community, guys. Um, not to say ours is better than hers, but uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, so if you want to get your questions for the Q&A, that happens over there. If you want to provide suggestions to influence like what games we're going to play or really anything, even just suggestions for like like this us streaming right now, that's, that's thanks to you guys on the Discord server. So, yeah. It, join we also just chat on there that these guys are super active i'm so so um <laughs> he's on sea of just, thieves if you're looking for him yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah just you know i i kind of shut everything out but if you just say hey rip want to play sea of thieves i'm like yes tell. <laughs> <laughs> um so go check out our discord server we also have our patreon um again links to these in the description if you join our patreon you get uh, priority on those q a questions and you get the podcast a day early and we intend to add more amazing con like more things to the existing tier like if you're worried that as we add things it's gonna be like for like the special subscribers who pay like a thousand dollars a month or whatever um <laughs> you don't have to do that we have a five dollar tier and we're gonna keep adding stuff to that as people join money means content so it, it, you know one one comes before the other admittedly <laughs> if so um if you're listening to this podcast also consider checking out our youtube if you're on youtube and you want to listen to the full podcast all at once in a nice convenient place while you're driving go check it out on spotify google or literally any podcast platform we are everywhere and with that thank you for watching guys hope you have a good one thanks for listening bye everybody see you next week <laughs>